The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by mandatory minimum 18-hour workdays and guaranteed unpaid overtime. Where sexual assault is so common, you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, and complete destruction of moral compass. If you have these or any other side effects, please contact your therapist, because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my special guest co-host, Bear Fiora. Uh, He is a phenomenal MMA fighter, King of the Cage, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. And he has a non-profit called Free MMA, and he's a little bit TikTok famous. Jared, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, and I appreciate it. You make me sound awesome. I do, I do. So I have to tell lies. I mean, what am I going to tell them about you? He's the weird guy we've had on to talk about BDSM. (laughs) He legit is the guy uh, we had on to talk about BDSM, so I guess that doesn't I, doesn't work. I get that recognition now occasionally, and I find it hilarious. When people want to ask you about BDSM? Yeah, because it, it's that one-off person who's like, oh, I heard you on this radio show, and you talk BDSM, and they find the whole page or the whole whatever's about MMA and just throws everyone for a loop. The best one I heard was, does he like MMA because he likes to hurt people? I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not what BDSM's about, but I don't know. They're not related, but yes. <laughs> They're not related, but yes. So you but like hurting people MMA sexually because... and in the cage are two totally different things. But yes, I enjoy to a degree. Uh, do you ever get turned on when you're in the cage? Like, have you ever been wrestling a guy or fighting a guy and been like, ooh, I have him in a chokehold? I, I have not experienced sexual arousal from being in a fight yet. And I say yes because we saw Conor McGregor get a hard on when he's fighting Floyd Mayweather, so obviously it's possible. Did he actually get aroused when he was fighting fighting Floyd Mayweather? Not not actually fighting. They were at they were at another face down, like one of the promotional things, and he took off his underwear for the weigh ins. Or sorry, he took off his clothing, only had his underwear on for the weigh ins. And you can see the man like the man is packing, but you can see very visibly that he had a hard on. I wonder how Floyd Mayweather felt about that. Well, he didn't stand too close. You can definitely take a look at the video. And <laughs> he may, hopefully he didn't that notice this. That's pretty embarrassing. Though. That would be a compliment to Floyd Mayweather. Like, this guy likes me that he, much. It would be. I hadn't thought about that. He should definitely take it as a compliment. I don't know. Have you ever gotten a uh, an erection at one of your weigh-ins or anything? No, I have never had an erection with anything to do with my fight career. I do have to say that as a definitive. Where is the weirdest place you've ever gotten an erection? I'm on Twitter now. Am I allowed? <laughs> am I allowed to give that story? Am I allowed to tell that? I don't know. Is it something that I'm not going to want you to tell? No, it's, it's nothing inappropriate. It's, you know, the, probably the weirdest place would have been like, uh, it's not even that bad. It's at a girlfriend's parents' house. Were you with the girlfriend's parents? We were all in the same house. I wasn't necessarily with one or the other at the time. I was, I was in the bathroom, actually. And you just randomly got an erection, or was it like you were taking care of business? Now I just I have to know. No, okay, now we're, we're getting a little far here. But, uh, oh, come I, I on. Apologize I got to know. No. No, no, it wasn't, I, again, it wasn't like, 
uh, I was trying to do anything. It just kind of happened. It, it happens, especially when you're, uh, I guess I, I wouldn't want to say developing because men can still develop up to the age of 25, but in the process of like puberty and stuff, it, that it just comes up randomly. I mean, for the longest time before I knew any better, I thought it just meant I had to go to the bathroom, you know, when I first started going to puberty. I didn't have a dad to tell me about these things. So I had to figure out what that meant on its own. Ah. Uh, that is, that is, like, <laughs> like you just made it depressing. Well, there's got to be, I got to explain my weirdness somehow. Hmm. So it's not mommy. And when you make people sad, issues. they don't ask questions. So. Oh. Okay. So that's what it is. Totally. Now, what totally you... what it is. So uh, we've got a weird bunch of stuff going on in Hollywood. Lori Loughlin, she's the chick from uh, that played Aunt Becky on Full House, is about to start two months in prison. Why? Uh, for the college admissions scandal. Oh, that was her. Yeah. Wait, she she's about to she's about to spend two months, probably a comfy two months, in no, prison. There, there's no such thing as a comfy. I, I mean, yeah, there are lighter prisons, but the reality is because of COVID, they're letting people out of prison. I don't think. Yeah. I, I think they should have. I think they should have extended it. Um, no, I don't think well, she should get special treatment. But I think she's a non-violent offender. They should. They should change it so that we're not putting more people at risk of COVID. But here's the thing. To me, a nonviolent crime is something that doesn't uh, painfully impact another person. This would be like a nonviolent drug crime. I find what okay. she did, uh, and, and her husband, I believe, to wholeheartedly be malicious and devastating to people's lives, and that will cause them harm. Okay. I, I get that. I just, you know what I mean. I, I do know what you mean. They didn't go out and sucker punch people and steal their money. I, I get where you're coming from. Okay. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's just how I feel. Okay. You're entitled to that. So what, what do you think about their two, what do you think about her two months stint? I think she should have, one, gotten more time, but I do think they should have been more, um, understanding of COVID right now. I do think she should serve her time. It's not like I think they should let her off, but I think they right. should be far more careful because of COVID right now. I don't think we should be putting nonviolent offenders or people that we don't necessarily have to put away immediately away. I think maybe um, if we can sort out either financial penalties or community service or something that is, you know, less risky to the entire world. Because What do you think about a house arrest? Well, I, I think that's a good idea. I mean, it forces people to quarantine. But, you know, when you're Lori Laughlin, I doubt a house arrest. It's like, oh, look, I'm on my compound. Maybe in her case, it would be room arrest. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. She would probably wouldn't be too disappointed just to have to be at home for a few months. No. Uh, so I would do community room service a lot. And I'm, I'm like, I'm a huge fan of community service. I think that it I, I think it's a necessary thing. I think it's a good thing. Um, I just, I guess I feel that we're in the middle of a pandemic and as much as I think people need to pay for their crimes, I think it is unreasonable to send nonviolent offenders to a place where they are constantly going to be exposed to COVID or where they're going to have to be locked down in solitary. And you know how I feel about solitary confinement. Uh, for those of you that don't, I am a huge proponent of removing solitary confinement as a punishment. I think it's cruel and unhuman treatment. Yeah, you know, it can get insane. They have this, uh, they have different nicknames. They have places called, uh, they have something called a white room, which is, it's, it's sensory deprivation. You can't, they don't let you hear or, and basically they, they tune you out of reality and stick you in a white room. So all you see is pure white. Even the see-through window that they can see on there and into your room has got a white, like some kind of paint on it so they can still see in, but you can't see out. Uh, and, you know, people go insane just looking at one color. And the only time they're allowed to do anything is if they have to go to the bathroom. They have to do a special knock, which then they're completely shut out. They can't see and They like have a bag over their head to go to the bathroom. And then when you're fed, there's just a little door. They slide some food in for you, and that's it. And people go insane. You know, they'll break you in a matter of days, maybe a couple of weeks, if you're top-notch when they want information from you. They want you to confess or whatever it might be. It's a very big way uh, to torture someone, actually.
and it's been used for years, hundreds of years. Oh, that's horrible. I didn't like solitary. I like this even less. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, there, there was actually a one, uh, there was one specific one I remember back when there was the, I don't remember what the IRA, the Irish resistance, whatever they might have been, uh, when you were caught, but you were a high enough member where they're like taking information from you, the police could, you were put in a sensory deprivation style room where you were, you had little oven mitts put on your hands so you couldn't touch anything really, you couldn't feel anything. You had booties put on your feet so you couldn't feel anything there. Uh, and they left you with a bag on your head to where you couldn't see that was strapped to your head. And you were left wandering around aimlessly in a basically empty room. And to add to your torture, occasionally they'd walk in and like push you over or kick you between the legs, uh, the police would, that is. Because the whole point is you need to be on edge, tense, scared, and you need to be deprived of your normal five senses as much as possible. Of course, they had to still feed you and give you water and stuff. That is hard. Yeah. It, it's, oh, yeah. You know, it, tons of different torturous ways. And I think that's one of the worst ones because the whole point of torture at the end of the day is to break you. And the fastest way to do that is to do something that's going to hurt you mentally. Because uh, people can last a long time physically in pain. They're pretty tough. There's some pretty tough people. A lot of a lot of individuals are cracked under extreme stress. Uh, I, see, if you had made mental. me listen to like Tucker Carlson, I'd crack in two minutes. I, I just I can't stand him. But beyond that, <laughs> I yeah. think uh, hey, it's just not me. It's not just me. Some woman recently sued uh, Fox for Tucker Carlson yeah. giving bad information. And Fox's response uh, to the lawsuit was to say, well, Tucker Carlson's ridiculous. Who'd believe him anyway? That's how they defended the lawsuit. And they won because they're like, clearly this is satire. It's not real. So their defense was Fox News. One, but two, we should totally use that defense for Trump. They should totally use that defense for Trump when he goes to court. Like, who would have believed this man? He's insane. No, no. When he said that Russia didn't do it, why would anyone believe him? Well, it looks like Russia's doing it again. That's kind of the big thing right now. Uh, Obama has hit the trail. Usually the VP is the bad guy. When, uh, during an election, whoever the vice presidential candidate is, they take a uh, bad cop. And rather than yeah. Kamala Harris taking bad cop, it's, it seems to be Barack Obama has just like come out of retirement to go yell at Trump. And, um, oh, he is. He's going to be a firecracker for the rest of his life. I, I would love to see 89 year old Barack Obama just giving it to some dumb, just some idiot later in life, later down the line, trying to go for president and pulling some stupid shit. Like that, that guy has a great tongue for, for talking like this. He's got a good, good tempo. He's funny. You know, you know, he's witty, but he makes a good message. He's got like all the things. I think what I'm saying at the end of the day is I just want him to be president again, if that's possible. But let him. I, I think what you're saying Obama at the end of the day is you have a crush on Barack Obama. Just let him loose. All right, hold on. Now, I, I have talked to you about this before and I'll say it again. It's not a crush on him, but should he and Michelle Obama want a three way or a four way? I mean, uh, that's an open invitation right there. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've made it creepy, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we will be talking a little bit more about Hollywood uh, and hopefully not uh, casual sex with uh, former presidents. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my special guest co-host, Bear Fjorda, and we'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my special guest co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fjorda. How you doing, Jared? Welcome back. I'm doing fantastic. I am glad to be back. Uh, and we were having an interesting conversation during the break, weren't we? We were, and it was gross. I get a lot of, so i got to tell you guys, most of you are awesome. I love talking to you. But occasionally I get those guys that are like, hey, I saw this picture of you. Or, hey, I found pictures from when you were modeling in your underwear. Look, I have a penis. And and on those moments, I'm like, you know, uh, or, or Paul would get them a lot, where I'd have guys like, hey, I want to be in porn. Am I big enough? And it would come to me, and I'm like, I'm not Paul. Like, I, I answered this, not Paul. Stop sending me penises. Penis eye? What is, what is the penis? What is the I multiple think it's penises? penises. How, yeah, how, do you say, it's, how do you talk about multiple penises? <laughs> yeah. How do you, I, I, I don't know what the plural for penis is. Well, you know, I, I think what it comes down to is in life, no matter what you do, you're always going to have uh, you're always going to have those type of people to just either send you weird messages or insult what you do. Like, for instance, you're haters. You know, you're always going to have haters no matter how great you are. Someone's going to be there to tell you you're not good enough. And it probably just applies here with these guys. You know, no matter what you do in life or where you go, someone will be there to uh, masturbate on a photo of you and tell you about it. Yep. That is pretty much my sex life. That's great i would invest in different men then <laughs> i i'm i'm not like choosing they're the ones that find me online oh uh, we don't have to say yes you know consent is a thing oh these aren't guys i'm dating these okay are just guys that's really good being a girl so essentially being on a girl on the internet is like running through a field of penises while dozens of people are just throwing penises at you. If there are any girls listening to the show right now, please comment about your experience in regards <laughs> to the multiple penis throwing you've experienced. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it's like online. It's just, it's, it's like penis as far as the eye can see. I, I honestly can be very thankful that from my online experience, I've not had to deal with creepers like that personally, like not firsthand where someone is sent me information or said inappropriate things. So, so far I've managed to avoid uh, these kinds of things going on. Charming. People have been <laughs> genuinely respectful. Ah. Well, I'm going to ask you then, what is your creepiest online experience? Oh God. I don't know if I've had a very creepy online experience. Of course, you haven't. You're a boy. You suck. Um, yeah, that's the problem. I, I think the most, I think the creepiest thing I've ever gotten where is where someone's very persistent 
in their questioning, for instance, like, uh, oh, you know, I'll tell you what, when I put, when I have a uh, Kimberly on the, on the live streams, uh, on, on my TikTok live streams and people comment about her, that's, that's the creepiest thing for me. Do you turn around and be like, um, don't talk about my kid that way? Oh, absolutely. And I give a caveat beforehand too. Like I, I tell them straight up that it, this, this is not someone you want to ask about, you know, ask preferences about. He's not someone you want to ask uh, sizes about because uh, I'll fucking kill you. That's pretty much the bottom line. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I do want to give a shout out. We have two giveaways today. One is from Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California, and one is from True Rest Floats in Sedona and Las Vegas. I do want to say thank you to Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon. You always make me pretty and I love you. Thank you to Aspen Mills Bakery. And thank you to Scott Haskin. You give us beautiful music. And I, uh, our giveaways, I'm actually going to wait for our special guest. I love her. I had a blast with her last time. Um, we're going to be on with Kimmy Inch. She's a kink expert. Uh, she goes by Nina Payne. She's been involved in BDSM forever. And you guys begged to have her back on. You loved her. Uh, one of the questions I did get, and I'll ask you and I'll ask her, is what is okay. the difference between her being a madam and you being a dominant? Uh, I think, and this could be a, a professional title as well as a personal title. I believe when you start getting to the madams or the mistresses, that's a personal preference because you're a female, you're a woman. So obviously it's ending in a, in a feminine, uh, it has a feminine suffix to it versus just calling a dom or a dominant male or a master instead of mistress, just being the male side of that. Although I do know they use those terms professionally too. Like there's a dom versus dominatrix, which would be, I think, professionally speaking, dominatrix are the ones getting paid doing it as a career versus dominate just being someone who kind of likes, who likes to have the control on the bed as a female. You know, Alexis could elaborate on that too, by the way, but uh, I think that's where we're standing on that. Oh, okay. Then here is the question. How do you get people into bed with you? Do you just turn around and be like, that's well, <laughs> not wait, wait, you that's personally. a lot different of a question from like, no, 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 that's not even what I meant. We just talked about, <sighs> so what's the difference between a dom A and a dom for BDSM? Like, okay, now with that, how do you get people in bed? I mean, you don't have to be uh, no, kinky no, no. to get I someone mean, in bed, I but mean, I will. No, I'm not asking you about you being a slut. We all know you are. I mean, Aww. um, I, how do you, uh, I've got girls asking here, you know, how, how you get someone to agree. I've got guys asking how you get someone to agree to, uh, let you do what you want with them. Well, I think what's super important one, especially if it's a first time meeting, like you're meeting someone for the first time and you decide this is what you want to do with them. Probably best that you already have a preconceived notion. Like maybe you went onto a kink messaging site and found someone who was into it first. You probably shouldn't spring this on them first day. Oh, hey, by the way, I want to tie you up, put something in your mouth, and fuck you in the ass until you cry. That's probably not a good opening line to give someone you just went on a first date with. Uh, so this surprise is your partner, anal is a no. Surprise no, anal. No, no, never. Surpri- no surprise anal. Uh, and if this is someone <laughs> like your partner, then there already should be understandings and conversations. C- converse, talk, speak. Because um, the last thing you want to do is build up resentment because your partner doesn't want to do it. Or you're too afraid to ask and you're angry at them because you're never doing things that you want to. Uh, and you could surprise yourself. They may be really into it or they may absolutely hate whatever it is you're trying to do. And you've learned that's not the person for you. Um, so as far as getting someone into bed, be yourself. Some people on the first date are really turned on by that concept, especially if you slide in there. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm kind of a dame. I'm kind of a dame. I kind of do this. If you guys ever get into a topic about sex, and that could really do it for somebody, even on the first date. Generally speaking, though, that's not like opening conversation time, though. It's not a, that's not when you tell them about your deepest, darkest fantasies. And if it's your partner, just talk to them. So uh, I have one of the questions I have. Do you look like Christian Grey? Do I? Apparently, that's the question. No, he's better looking than I don't the know actor if that's, that played Christian Grey. Am I supposed to, I don't know if I can directly answer that question because... Uh, I don't know how I look to other people. I think I look like me. <laughs> he's <laughs> better looking, looking than the guy like... that played. He's he's better looking and better built than the guy that played Christian Grey. Remember, Jared punches well, we people go. for money. His job is to exercise, so he's got we... uh, real real muscle, not show muscle, and um, 
Yeah. That help? Yeah, certified certified awesome right there. Okay, there you go. So uh, and, and as far as do I look better, I think she just I think she's answered that for you. <laughs> I like that Jared's like, I'm gonna pretend to be modest and uh let someone else answer it rather than directly saying yes. Well, I don't. I haven't honestly seen his face in probably years because I go out of my way to avoid that movie, and I don't think Why? he has done anything else since. It, wouldn't that be right up your alley? No. <laughs> That's, if I was if I was interested in a movie about if a movie about real physical abuse and child molestation was my thing, that'd be my movie. That's true. Then, then that is, mom, like, I think you just or, summed up the movie. Yeah, didn't his mom, like, touch him or something? That's why he's into BDSM. Yeah, he he was molested. That's how he ended up in BDSM. Oh, it's way got darker it. than I thought. I just got it. You're right. It's going it. about uh, abuse cycles in relationships and child molestation. This is depressing. You just made a bad well, movie not to, worse. <laughs> well, not to make it worse for anyone who's ever experienced uh, any kind of abuse. I'm very sorry for saying this. I don't mean to insult you. But for the rest of you people out there who don't know any better... Uh, just because someone diddled your fun bits as a child does not mean you're going to want to grow up to spank other people. Those things do not correlate. They're not one of the, they're not one half of the same coin each. Well, I think that is a very depressing way to go to break. Um, and I'm going to talk to someone after break. It's far more fun than you. We are going to be on with Kimmy Inch. I am Summer Helene. We are on with my guest co-host, Bear Fiorda, and we'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my special guest co-host, Bear Fiorda. And the queen of the dungeon, the person you guys have consistently asked me to bring back. And I'm very, very grateful for her to come to, for coming back. Her bio's up. We're going to go straight into some questions because you guys drove me crazy about her last time. 
uh, I'm going to call you the queen of BDSM, Kimmy Inch. Welcome to the show. Why, thank you for having me back. I love coming back. It's so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> well, we love having you. Last time you broke my, uh, my uh, Twitter. So thanks for that. Uh, the first question, <laughs> I, one of the first questions I got, and I'm going to ask you guys on air, and I did get a response, is uh, can I wear my bedroom leather for Halloween or is it inappropriate because it's my bedroom leather? The response was uh, her lingerie is made of leather. It's, it's her leather teddies, corsets, the stuff she wears uh, for sex, essentially. Can mm. she wear it for Halloween or would it be considered inappropriate because of the use of context? I, I, I think it would be fine. Like why? I mean, unless I you think, have. <laughs> I yeah. think if it looks like it's meant to be in the bedroom, you probably shouldn't wear it around kids. Unless you want to be hit with a uh, sexual offender ticket, that's um, a valid point. If it looks, if it looks well enough like a costume, just slap a mask on your face and go about your day. Yeah, I Did agree you? with that for sure. And you're asking the wrong person. I'm all about seeing some skin and seeing some fetish. So um, as long as it's adult friendly and and that's what it's going to be saved for, then I say how about it. Nice. So the next question I have, like, as soon as like, people found out you were coming on, I was inundated. That's why I was like, okay, we're just going to jump straight into this because um, I know it leads to conversation. I want my girlfriend to lick my butt. Does that make me gay? Dude, if you don't like penis, you're not gay. The second part of this question <laughs> was how do I get my girlfriend to lick my butt? Yeah. Oh, man, the, the <laughs> butt. It's so crazy. There's so much, like you know, charge, like energetic charge around the butt. Like the butt is just like, you know, no man's land. And it's just another body part. Yes, there are things that come out of it. Um, but, and I mean that uh, seriously, <laughs> I think it, it's such an amazing erogenous zone that gets overlooked. And it's a shame that the society makes men question this pleasure zone because uh, it makes them question their masculinity or their sexual identity. And you're absolutely right. If you don't like dick, then you're you're good. It's fine. A little playing with the butt is, is is fun. Also, if you do like penis, that's cool too. Like whatever, whatever, Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's, I would say I'm gonna go with her on this. I don't think it makes you gay. Like it's just that's fine. Also, I think genetically, like you guys have a prostate in there. Is isn't that designed to feel good? Absolutely. And also, if you're with a partner long term and they play with your butt from time to time, they can actually gauge if everything feels normal down there. So if you are alarmed around prostate cancer or anything like that, if they fiddle with your butt consistently and notice any changes, it could save your life. Playing with your butt could save your life. Just think about See, it. See, there is your <laughs> That self. is the greatest slogan Tell ever. She's doing it because she loves you to save your life. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's Next so funny because when I go to social gatherings, uh, one of the biggest questions I get from a lot of the women is like, oh, you know, my boyfriend or my husband is interested in me, like, doing stuff to his butt, and I just don't know. And I'm like, girl, like, you know, Pagum, Pagum 2020. I mean, that's the new hashtag that is out right now, like Pagum 2020. Hashtag Pagum 2020. Um, so people randomly at normal gatherings walk up to you and say this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. If I say I'm a dominatrix or that I'm a sex therapist or anything like that, they will just tell me their, their most darkest uh, <laughs> secrets that nobody knows about. You have no idea the things that I hear. Um, and it's, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I actually really love uh, the trust and the faith. Um, but, yeah, people are just dying uh, to talk about these things. So it's, it's an interesting position to be in, especially when you're, you know, at a, like, like I, I go to different, like, events all the time. So if it's something like a conference or it's like a, a group of, like, very straight-laced accountants at a party or something, yeah, that's a, that's a fun conversation to be the only dominatrix in the room. I like that. That's really cool, though, because you're, you're the mm -hmm. expert. I like that. Though I have to admit, if someone walked up to me at a party and was like, hey, this is what I do with my junk, uh, what do you think? I'd, I'd, I'd probably call the cops. I'm just saying. But I'm, I'm not in that business. <laughs> um, but then again, I work in entertainment, so I've had conversations like that uh, and signed NDA, so we're not allowed to say anything. So it's a different level of creepy. 
Uh, but then again, I worked mm. for Harvey. So, um, but there's, there's been a lot of that dominatrixes in the news. Did you guys see the, the article about the woman who specializes in Paul, uh, small penis uh, humiliation that's actually shaming Trump supporters into voting for Biden? Did you hear about this? She's doing God's work. No, that's no, a thing. I didn't, but that's... I am a fan. I always do that small <laughs> so penises, cool. but I didn't know you can convince them to do something yeah, by insulting their small penises. Tell me, tell me how penises. this works. Tell me, Alexis likes to tease so, me about having yes, little penis this, all the time. This, this mistress uh, in Las Vegas who specializes in uh, humiliation sessions, uh, specifically small penis humiliation sessions, uh, started putting out ads that if you are a Trump supporter, that she would be happy to humiliate you and, quote unquote, force you into um, voting for the right person um, in her mind. She's a she's a, you know, Biden supporter. So. These guys have been calling in to her, getting paying her at least a dollar ninety nine a minute to basically be told how stupid they are for liking Trump and, and being told to vote for Biden instead. And it's this huge phenomenon, but I just love her to death. I think it's amazing. She's my hero of the week. That's Melinda Will is away, and my God, she's have her found a way to get Biden support. Yeah, that is fantastic. I'm gonna have to track this woman down. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Amazing. We all have to all right. do our part, you know. I like that. Next That's an incredible question. way to do it, without a doubt. How do you feel about the uh, love knows no age trying to join the LGBTQ community? Mm. What is love knows no, no age? She- yeah, I, I am not a supporter of that. I believe that uh, the age of consent is super important um, psychologically, energetically, physically, just all of the things. Um, and the argument that there's um, uh, an orientation, it's like a sexual orientation, is I don't think it's been supported scientifically. And even it, for people with kinks, there's a question if people even that are kinky um, you know, consensually kinky, have a, a, an orientation that that hasn't even been proven yet. So I, I really don't feel like, um, yeah, that that's acceptable. Oh, okay. I just Googled that. Um, no, just no, just, just, just no. no, just no. Yeah. No, no question about it. No, I'm Googling words next time before I read them. I, I didn't. Cause last time I Googled stuff, I saw stuff I did not want to see. And now, apparently, if you're not doing my research, I just, no. No, bad, and I'm reporting your profile, bad. Um, <laughs> bad. Okay, a question that is not awful. How do I make my boyfriend let me take control? Mm. Well, I love that you're interested in exploring. And I think that's a lot of fun. And just with any sort of conversation around exploring kinks, different roles, different activities, you know, it's one of those situations where the more you have an understanding of it for yourself, the better the conversation is probably going to go. So I definitely would recommend doing some research for yourself just to start things off. And if you don't have a clear picture of what it looks like, then yeah, coming to your partner and telling your partner that you're interested in, you know, trying something different. You want to you're, you have an intention for adventure and, and you have an intention for creating more pleasure. And, and sometimes even for the types of men that are super dominant and super masculine, if I'm playing with a, with a partner like that in my personal life and I feel like I want to kind of be more in charge, I just sort of put it in a way of like, you know, I'm going to be the one. Uh, and you're going to sit back and just receive all of these gifts that I'm going to give you, you know, and depending on what the activities are, uh, going slow, talking about it, getting full consent first, and just taking baby steps. Like, if you want to peg that man 2020, um, and he isn't ready for that sort of thing yet, then, yeah, maybe you need to talk about it for a bit more. But, yeah, um, as I think anything through communication, honesty, vulnerability, and and educating yourself as much as possible, I think you'll be good to go. How do I clean my butt for anal sex? What now? 
Well, <laughs> um, uh, the, way, you, the way you gave that question. <laughs> it caught me off that I was reading. I'm like, oh, to do, do. Um, it, you don't yeah, know. I, That's a legitimate yeah, question. You, you, you get, get one of those douches. Um, and, and I mean, they make it for the butt. I'm, I'm trying to, oh, an enema. It's like one of those enema. disposable enemas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is it? It's not a douche. What is it? It's, it's, um, it's an enema. Yeah, and also, if your partner is needing to be prepped and creamed for anal play, wearing a butt plug uh, beforehand to relax the muscles and to start stretching that area is a good way before actually inserting um, penis in there. So if you want to uh, warm up your partner thoroughly, then putting in butt plugs, increasing the size slowly, and, and getting them ready is also a good way to go, too. Well, that goes with the next question. Uh, how do I? There's stretch? a lot of butt stuff going on tonight. There's a lot of butt stuff today. How do I stretch <laughs> my? Uh, I'm going to clean this language up because this is very graphic. Uh, how do I? How do I stretch my posterior enough for my girlfriend to gently insert her hand? I have really cleaned that up. The worst part is uh, the. Guy, the gent I'm chatting to right now pro- that produces the show, I'm back on forth with him, the engineer. He told me to go look on Bing. He's like, take safe search off and look at Bing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so much worse than Google. <laughs> like, he's right. It's the Wild West. I need to, I, I need some Jesus now. That was, there was kittens. Um, so I'm assuming you're talking about fisting. Is that right? Hill. Yeah, he wants to know how to get his girlfriend to fist his bottom. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Again, I would definitely recommend baby steps. You gotta, you gotta crawl before you walk. You gotta walk before you run. That sort of thing. And uh, before springing the the idea of fisting on your your girlfriend or your wife, hopefully you guys have had some sort of butt experience, whether that's her just playing with fingers or butt plugs or dildos, etc. You know, and, and working your way up slowly from that point and making sure that, uh, yeah, you're lubed up real good and that you've been sort of stretched and, and, and prepared for that uh, experience, uh, shall we say. I'm like, am I missing anything, Jared? What do you think? Well, you know, you, you're, you're definitely the expert here. I'm, I'm more like the uh, – I, I like looking at the logical kind of maybe the sensual side of things as far as, Keep it simple, man. If you want it in your butt, you got to use words first. Of course, I agree with you that there's no reason why she should just, you know, lube up that fist, take aim, and fire away. There needs to be some kind of prep work done, and it's a lot easier if you guys done stuff with the butt before. I like that, too. It's just to me, simple. Go ahead and ask, because the worst you can say is no. And if she says yes, well, then you're in. Now, now it's just got to put in the legwork. You've got the... But you got the blueprint. Mm. You got to start working on the house now. I love that. That's a good way of putting it. Next question. Is it a butt uh, question? Oh boy! It's not a butt question. <laughs> How do I make someone love me if they don't like what I do? And it's signed Dome. Hmm. Oh, so it's like well, she's worried her partner doesn't love her from her sexual preferences? Yeah. Oh. I, I've I'm actually, sorry, I've one. heard this. I've, I've heard this from women. Um, I, Lex is going to kill me, but I've heard that from Alexis before. With guys she's dated. She's going to murder me after this show. Um, but I've, I've heard that. That someone, someone couldn't be in a relationship with her because she was a domination? Yeah, Lex has actually had guys break up with her because of it, and she doesn't find sex satisfying without it. So I, Lex did not write yeah. this question, and she's going to kill me. Um, so just to the, the, the chick writing in, you're not alone. I, I can direct no. you. No. Uh, I'll, I'll direct you to Lex. She's been through it, but I think maybe ask the pretty expert lady here. I mean, just from personal experience, when I date, um, I get a lot of interesting responses to the work I do because I'm very open with it and I, and I'm proud of it. Um, and sometimes I get the, you know, machoism sort of response of like, Oh, hell no. Like that's not for me, you know, and that's fine. Um, 
better to know that sooner than later, trust me. And then sometimes I get the second response is like, yes, she's going to make all of my fantasies come true. And I'm like, I, I don't even know if I want to kiss you, homie. Like, just chill for a second. I just, you know, uh, don't like that expectation. And then sometimes you have the guy in the middle who acts like, oh, it's cool. And then a few months down the road, they, they actually realize that, oh, this I can't handle the idea of you dominating men or being as somewhat intimate, even if it's not sexual or there's no nudity, there's still an element of eroticism there and there's still a, a feeling of intimacy. And it's not for every guy, but for me, I'm like, better to find that shit out sooner than later. You know what I mean? Like the sooner you're aware of uh, what someone's comfort level is, the better it's going to be for you long term. And trust me, there are plenty of men out there. And I do say men on purpose because they have a, a sort of um, security within themselves to understand that this is just a job and it's not going to fit for every guy, but there are a lot of men out there. Trust me. I, number one question I get from people is how do I find somebody who's going to be sexually adventurous with me? Like that's the number one. And if I had the perfect answer for that, I would be a millionaire and I don't uh, cause there is no perfect answer. But trust me, the fact that you're sexually adventurous is going to be a bonus for you. And if anyone can't handle it, it's just not right for them. For whatever reason, you don't know what their history is. You don't know if there's any sort of trauma from the past. But don't take that shit personally and just keep living your best life. See, I, she's much nicer yeah, than actually- me. I was going to be like, if somebody doesn't appreciate them, they appreciate that. They clearly have a stick up their ass. You can do better. Um, so oh, yeah. mm-hmm. just prompt, opinion. I have a question actually, if you don't mind some, because that, that mm. prompted a, th- that prompted a thought for me, uh, considering of course that you're still a person and you go on dates, how often would you say that someone makes the assumption that just because this is your industry that you're immediately going to yeah. fall in and rock their world with whatever fantasy they have in mind? Oh. Dude, I literally got 10 of that question after this conversation. People like, how often do, do guys think you're just going to jump into bed with them? And then people are now arguing on Twitter saying, no, they can't be that dumb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I get it a lot, actually. You know, you, you, I sometimes think that that creates more of an interest for some people. You know, I, I think I'm attractive and all that. But when I talk about the dominatrix work, I'm all of a sudden a novelty and, 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 and a lot of men and women, I date both, um, are just like super curious about it and, and bring that stuff within themselves, right? Like if they have any sort of fantasies or desires that maybe haven't gotten a lot of attention, um, that they are curious on trying, they, they, they feel excited about meeting someone like me. But like I said, I don't like expectation and just because I work in this field doesn't mean that I'm interested in pursuing that with you. I just want to get to know you and and feel like we can be ourselves. So, yeah, it comes up all the time. It gets really annoying that I have no, uh, no problem setting people straight. And it's interesting because in my personal life, I don't identify as a dominant. I'm a switch. And to be completely honest with you, being that I work as a dominant, you know, uh, professionally in my personal life, I tend to want to kick back and, and be on the receiving end a lot of the time. So, um, yeah, for, for those that are excited that I'm a dominatrix, that I'm going to make all their fantasies come true, it's <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> what, what can you do for me? <laughs> I like that. It's a good attitude. Tell everyone where they can find yeah. you on social yeah. media real quick before we get to the end of the show. Say that again, honey. Oh, uh, I tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So on TikTok, Facebook, uh, Instagram, I'm at Kimmy Inch. That's my name. K-I-M-I-I-N-C-H. And my website's the same. www.kimmyinch.com. I keep it real simple. Now, I got to tell you, and I'm going to send you some likes to these. I have 150 just thank yous for you coming on from different people listening because they're going through a lot of grief in their personal lives, especially since they've been on lockdown with feeling weird about their desires or not knowing how to talk to their partners. And I'm going to get to one question because we're at the very end of the show. Um, Jared, where, uh, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm very much like her. Keep it simple. It's all, all social media is at bear Fiorda. Now, Kimmy, we we have about three minutes left. If you could say anything to anyone out there, so, you know, while they're at home, while they're experimenting, um, 
aside from you know the the usual tip of use lube, what what advice would you give everyone? <laughs> yeah, so for those that are you know exploring this aspect of themselves, I'm like kudos to you first of all because it takes courage and a lot of trust within yourself to do so. But again, like I kind of say before, move slowly, listen to your gut, always trust your instincts, especially when you're involving yourself in interacting with other people, even if it's online. This playing like kink and BDSM can be very psychological, it can be very demanding and vulnerable, and you have to protect yourself. So like I said before, you need to go slow, take care of yourself, learn as much as you can. I'm, I'm still learning. I've been doing this for 15 years, and I'm still trying to find ways to learn more um, and not just about basic technique, but also about, you know, emotionality and, and energy and all of that sort of stuff. Everything comes into play. So I want you to, to look at kink for more than what it is on the, the surface level of 50 shades of gray. It's so much more than, than that. It can be really profound and really healing and really fun. So yeah, have a good time with it and just take care of yourself first and foremost. I like that. That's really, really cool. Thank you very, very much for joining us, Kimmy. Um, everyone loves it when you come on the show. I'd love to have you back on because we didn't even get to half the questions. You know, I'm just going to keep talking you into coming back on every so often because everyone Yay. loves it. <laughs> so, I would yeah. love to. I would love to. Thank you I so much. I'm, I'm just going to say that counts agreement, legally binding, just saying. Um, <laughs> guys, thank you very, very much for joining us. I know we started a little bit late. Go check out Kimmy's stuff. It is interesting, it is informative, and it is entertaining. So it hits all of the things it needs to hit there. Um, Jared, thank you very, very much for joining us with uh, your perspective. I do have one last question uh, for both of you, and it's a very, very simple one. Uh, Both of you have been asked, do you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, and how do they feel about your preferences? We have one minute, so about 20 seconds each. That was to both of you. You're welcome to go first. Oh, great. Well, I don't I don't need a lot of time. No, I'm currently single um, and enjoying that part of my life, but I am pansexual, and, um, yeah, I like to keep my options open, shall we say. Okay. Jared? Very, very nice. Uh, I am not available. I am taken and very happy. And as far as how she feels about it, uh, she tells me sometimes it's uncomfortable, but she likes to make me happy. Okay. Uh, she's a keeper. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they yeah, go. It's also hard for her to run away when Abra's strapped to the bed, but that's that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> now you just made it weird. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Our special guest, Kimmy Inch, my special guest co-host, Bear Fjorda. I'm Summer Helene. We'll see you next uh, next week. Please remember to be careful. Good night and vote. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.